Introduction of Dedications. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Dedications by Mary Elizabeth Brown. Introduction. To compose a dedication, writes Edmund Goss, is without doubt one of the primitive instincts of scribbling man. Dedications have been written since books were made, and the custom is confined to no one nation, race, or tongue. Temples, says Aristotle, 400 B.C., are to be dedicated to the gods and books to good men. The earliest written book which has come down to us in any Turanian language is the Kojiki, which was completed in 712 A.D., contains a complimentary preface which is in effect a dedication the author addresses the then reigning empress of japan in the following words although i have written three volumes which i respectfully present i yasumaru with true trembling and true fear i bow the head i bow the head footnote quoted from edmund goss elizabethan dedications of books According to a competent authority, Chinese authors, instead of printing an address to a patron, asked the patron to write for them a complimentary preface, which might be considered, in effect, a dedication. In footnote. The practice of dedication was at its height in England during the 16th and the early part of the 17th centuries, and in France under Louis the Fourteenth. but at no period of literary history has it wholly lapsed. Like all other human conventions, the dedication has been submissive to the finger of time and has changed in form to suit the changing taste of succeeding generations. In his interesting volume, The Dedication of Books, London, 1887, Mr. Henry B. Whitley traces three stages in the history of the dedication. In its first stage, the dedication is seen as the spontaneous expression of an author's love and respect for his friend or patron. Under these regards, runs the quaint language of the tattler, it was a memorable honor to both parties and a very agreeable record of their commerce with each other. In the second stage, we traveled through the years when all sense of shame was absent from the mind of the author, who sold his praises to the highest bidder on the simple principle, the more praise, the more pay. Even the greatest authors did this. Prices varied from twenty shillings to twenty pounds, but Bale refused two hundred guineas from the Duke of Shrewsbury for a dedication of his dictionary. He said, I have so often ridiculed dedications that I must not risk any. From the Revolution to the time of George I, the current price for the dedication of a play varied from five to ten guineas, but was often less when the author happened to be in immediate need. Nathaniel Field said that the dedication fee was forty shillings, and he dedicated his comedy, A Woman is a Weathercock, to any woman that hath been no weathercock. He comments, I did determine not to have dedicated my play to anybody, because forty shillings I cared not for, and above few or more will bestow on these matters, especially falling from so fameless a pen as mine is yet. 1612. In the case of not a few works of Erasmus, as with many other books of the time, it seems evident that in exchange for the dedication, the patron of literature had provided the funds requisite for the printing of the book, 
or sometimes even for the support of the author while it was being written Hearn tells us in his diary that Lawrence Echard received three hundred pounds from George I for the dedication of his History of England, and Dr. Hicks a hundred guineas from Prince George, afterwards George II, for the dedication of his Thesaurus. On the other hand, we read that Aristotle's book on animals, dedicated to Pope Sixtus IV by Theodore Beza, brought to Beza only the cost of the binding. In the third stage, we revert to customs resembling the first for at the present day the dedication is chiefly used by an author who wishes to associate his work with some friend or person greatly loved or admired a favorite reader with whom he may be supposed to be in special sympathy of this class of dedications a charming authoress writes to a friend a good book is not merely a book but a gathering together of the highest of the thoughts which born in our minds escape with unfledged wings into the great open world many of these go free forever but there are those among them which leave behind shadow and substance of themselves and become books ideas and aspirations in concrete embodiment for the permanent satisfaction of humanity the human parent of a worthy book knows well its heavenly origin and rejoices in the rights and privileges of half parentage realizing that the work is not all his own but that it has come into being through spiritual influences mediated by his fellow men it is his impulse to dedicate his book to the one in whom he sees its ideals embodied or to those upon whose sympathy and insight he relies to receive its message or to whose action he looks to accomplish its purposes mr goss calls attention to the interesting fact that the sixteenth and seventeenth century writers in england sold his praises not alone for money but also for protection protection was equally essential to an ambitious author in a day when the cost of producing a book was great the reading public a limited one political changes frequent and violent and the virtue of tolerance for opposed or radical opinions all but unknown under the shelter of the little italianated courts of the essexes and the pembroke says mr goss poetry flourished in antagonism to the ruling and growing puritan prejudices of the english middle classes with very obvious limits dedications have a real if restricted contribution to make to literary history reflecting as they do the ideas of beauty and propriety and the social and political conditions of the time in which they were composed their human interest is greater than is generally imagined dedications introduces to what martineau calls the friendships of history to the intimacy of the family and friendly circle to the struggles and triumphs of the life of the soul many an author who never wore his heart on his sleeve put it into his dedication and through the medium of this humble literary instrument we have received revelations of feeling messages of love reverence and loyalty which we could ill afford to lose the platonic song of the soul sixteen forty two was dedicated by its author henry moore a novice in the affairs of the world to his father who from my childhood turned mine ears to spencer's rhymes entertaining us on winter nights with the incomparable piece of his the fairy queen a poem as richly fraught with divine morality as fancy the book of mr wheatley published in eighteen eighty seven has not so far as i have been able to ascertain had a successor 
wandering through a vast forest of dedications valueless and valuable i have found no well-trodden paths and the arrangement and classification of the subsequent pages follows no precedent most of the dedications are from books written in english but a few are translations from the latin and from modern european languages they have been chosen either for their intrinsic merit or as types and repetition has been avoided as far as possible occasionally they are dedications not only of books but of single poems and plays the many curious and interesting facts in connection with the history of dedications have made the study the results of which are here recorded a fascinating pastime dedications are in prose or in verse they are placed at the beginning or at the end of a book they differ in different editions one book may have many dedications sometimes authors found out says wheatley that they had dedicated their books to the wrong people and they cancelled their praises or transferred them to new men thus dedications to cromwell were not in favour after the restoration numerous dedications were also resorted to to increase the revenue from the same work an example has been found in a book having twelve dedications and fifty or sixty complimentary inscriptions counsel and advice to all builders by sir balthazar gerbier had forty-one dedicatory epistles to the queen mother the duke of york and a long list of others ending with the courteous reader la libreria by doni was dedicated to persons whose names began with the first letter of the epistle so that a book of only forty-five pages is dedicated to twenty people pope has the credit of having put an end to the old abject dedication but he had found a more profitable patron in the public who subscribed for copies of his works in modern times authors have dedicated several books to one person chesterton dedicated five of his books to his wife prefacing each volume with the same poem in the case of the very old inscriptions a certain charm is added by the yellow paper or parchment the curious type and the archaic spelling which it is impossible to preserve in modern print as mr wheatley says the aroma seems to escape as one uncorks the bottle the dullness of some of the long epistolatory dedications is appalling witness jeremy taylor's holy living and dying in two editions each has a long dedication to the earl of carberry and one of these is a melancholy epistle of twelve pages telling how to die well footnote this may have been suggested to taylor by a translation of a tract from the latin by caxton which is entitled ars moriendi a little treatise short and abridged speaking of the arts and craft to know well to die for the health of the soul End footnote. in england in the seventeenth century strange practices grew up about the custom of selling fraudulent dedications the person who practiced the trade of falsified dedications was called a falconer and his assistant was known as a mongrel the trick says mr goss was to travel round the country with samples of a forthcoming book to which an epistle dedicatory was prefixed but with no name the dedication being printed on a separate and loose sheet of which the falconer carried a large store of copies arrived at the mansion of a local magnate the mongrel who carried a hand press filled in the name of the particular noble and the book was presented as dedicated to him alone 
having extracted from him all the recompense possible the two proceeded to a new district in pursuit of some other knight or nobleman who might in like manner fall a victim to flattery in france at the same period all poets who did not possess independent means dedicated their works to patrons volumes would be filled with odes to louis the fourteenth and to richelieu maynard openly offered the king eternal fame if he would pay him enough the custom of dedication is very old in germany eugene asolani says german authors dedicated their works to those who could bestow orders upon them and musicians were even more given to flattering dedications than poets some dedications have been made from altruistic motives johann kasper lavater in seventeen sixty nine dedicated a translation of bonnet's evidences of christianity to his friend the jewish philosopher moses mendelssohn in hope that he would be converted by it the spaniards were very fond of dedications in italy as early as the fourteenth century petrarch set a noble example of independence when he refused to dedicate his works to the emperor charles the fourth until that monarch should have done something to deserve the honor among english writers of more modern days whose fulsome dedications went to the opposite extreme of flattery dryden is said to be the chief of sinners he lavished a profusion of praises upon men and women often unworthy of any praise at all and it is difficult to forgive the bad taste and absurdity of hyperbolical language applied to those whose despicable character is well known in this connection one is reminded of mrs carter this authoress in her proposals for the art of painting asserts the dedication will be composed by mrs elizabeth carter who has read over five and forty thousand dedications from whence she has extracted a quintessence of all manner of good qualities which are now offered to any person who will take the greatest number of subscriptions and to obviate any scruple that such well-disposed persons may have concerning the rightful owners it is hereby declared that of all the five and forty-nine things contained in each of the said forty thousand dedications not one thereof did in any wise belong to its respective subject dr johnson was famous for writing dedications and once told boswell that he believed he had dedicated to the royal family all round he also had not the slightest objection to composing compliments to be signed by others he never however disgraced himself by abject flattery and when his own patron lord chesterfield fell short of johnson's expectations in the amount which he contributed to the publication of the famous dictionary dr johnson pinned his scathing definition of a patron is it not my lord one who looks with unconcern on a man struggling for life in the water and when he has reached the ground encumber him with help the notice which you have been pleased to take of my labours had it been early had been kind but it has been delayed till i am indifferent and cannot enjoy it till i am solitary and cannot impart it till i am known and do not want it byron and shelley often wrote dedications and were usually very happy in the composition of their addresses to their friends keats and scott also made use of dedications we find but two from thackeray's pen and three from that of dickens while bulward lutton wrote dedications for ten of his twenty-three works most of them long and in the form of letters 
with the coming of the new democratic spirit the old servile and ornate dedication seems to have passed away tennyson's grand eloquent dedication of the idols to the prince consort writes edna kenton in the bookman is also the last of the blindly reverential dedications to the merely exalted of the earth it is a far cry from the lavish personal adulation of dryden to the sententiousness of coventry patmore's dedication of the angel in the house this poem is inscribed to the memory of her by whom for whom i have become a poet to the humor of franklin adams dedication of tobogganing on parnassus to b l t guide philosopher but friend or to the breadth and nobility of feeling expressed in president wilson's recent dedication of his book on the new freedom to every man and woman who may derive from it in however small a degree the impulse of unselfish public service end of introduction